I think every generation is moving, is progressing. They want to uh, do something other than what has already been done. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Tangent uh, with me, Digital Hoos, and my boy Yas. Uh, this podcast is about learning different topics, each of us going on our own, um, doing some research, coming up with our own ideas, and sitting down and then formulating our ideas through a conversation. Actually, before we start, I actually want to bring up one point. A very, very close friend of mine, and I know he's listening, so shout out to, to you. I'm not going to say your name, but you know who you are. It said something to me the other day. When we were talking about mental health, he was saying, do you feel sometimes maybe you might offend others or someone else? And I said, that's not how I look at it. One, I don't want to offend anyone. Obviously, that's the last thing we want to do. But this podcast is not about saying that we're right. No. At all. We're here to learn. Mm-hmm. And we're learning out loud. So even let's say we said something wrong, I'm happy to learn about it. Yeah. I'd rather be wrong and then learn than just saying I'm always right and then never learning. Yeah. So I think that's very important. I think our listeners do know that, and especially like with me, because from my other podcast, let's take this online. Mm-hmm. You guys can find anywhere. Uh, you guys know that it's all about journey, about learning, and I'm happy to be wrong as long as I keep learning. Yeah, I think we that's, made it clear from the beginning yeah. that it's a, an opinionated podcast where we discuss issues that are out there but we also it's it's our opinion at yeah. the end of the day so and it's us learning like i'm yeah. happy coming to the table saying something wrong and then learning from you about it and then maybe reformulating my thoughts again it's just yeah. constantly because i 100%. it's about the process not the end result yeah remember so the I, one we did about uh, the uh, american election yes where I, where I was totally off in yeah. terms of what the electoral process yeah was, exactly the electoral college so yeah absolutely that's exactly what it is so mean, I, look we're not out here to hurt anybody's feelings of course not to offend anyone we're, we're here just to talk we're just taking our thoughts and and vocalizing them and learning from each other and learning from our guests and, and getting, getting uh, you know another thing that i've really been thinking about in terms of our podcast is uh, one of the things that i think that really makes me want to you know do this is uh the impact it has on younger minds mm-hmm. you know kids from the age of, let's say, 12 to 20, don't think about a lot of these things, man. No. They don't even know. Well, I never thought about it, about it exactly. when I was younger. So if, I, if you and I can can have a conversation and get somebody to start thinking about yeah. it at a young age. 100%. Because we're keeping it very simple. We're not deep diving. We're not going you know, into things. We're trying to yeah, do as much as we can within yeah. a 30-minute time span, exactly. right? Exactly. And hopefully if that piques someone's interest to learn yeah. and go exactly. on their own, I think, I think we've, we've, done, it, yeah, yeah. we've done a good job. For cool, sure. man. Uh, so what are we talking about today, man? Today is coronavirus. It's coronavirus day. So you guys all know that it's a, it's a real thing it's not just one thing that's, that's isolated in china we're recording this on march 14th so if you guys get it maybe it's obviously you guys get it maybe in a week and we're doing three parts so you might get one part next this week then next week and so forth yeah. but no we're recording this on march 14th and everything we're talking about is representative of the data and information we have as of today yeah all right um so we kind of broke it down to three parts part one is we want to talk about the facts there's a lot of fake news out there mm-hmm. especially on social media whatsapp groups those yeah. whatsapp whatsapp chain mail groups and ram information I'm, i get a ton yeah. and i'm always like debunking them so one is just state the facts from actual sources i know both of us went out and actually got legitimate sources like the world health, world health organization uh who um some maybe some doctors cdc yeah, yeah. and uh, that's what we're here to talk about part two is going to be talk about the impact on businesses obviously businesses out there are being impacted either positively and some some negatively and some positively yeah and actually, I do want to touch a bit things about the stocks uh, because there, I actually was did a bit of deep dive into the stock market. Mm-hmm. I guess part three is, is a bit more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. 
in the t- in the fact that not lighthearted as it sees lighthearted, but lighthearted as in it's more about conspiracy theories. Yeah, uh, I love conspiracy theories. We all do, and, and and there's tons about the coronavirus. So the idea is that let's just talk about them, mm-hmm. and kind of either we debunk them, we think there's any legitimacy to them, yeah. and we'll just have a chat about it for sure. Awesome, man. One thing that I do want to touch on in the second episode is is, is the impact on the economy, the yeah. global economy, for sure. Uh, the recessions that are probably going to happen, and you know how that's going to sure affect us. All right, man. Yes, uh, kick it off, man. Well, where did you start your research? to the facts about coronavirus? Well, I mean, uh, being in the healthcare industry, it's something that I regularly uh, come across in, yeah. my, in my line of work. Um, I have to give uh, a shout out to all the healthcare professionals out there. Yeah, man. The doctors, the nurses. More power to them, man. The selfless people that are on the front line doing whatever They're it having takes. a really hard time. No, I mean, and you know, it's it's they're, they're uh, exposed to it and vulnerable to... to um, to getting the infection and spreading it into their own homes, yeah. probably more than anyone else, any yeah. of us in the world. It's a global issue. It's something that all healthcare professionals around the world are facing. And so kudos to them. Um, yeah, more power to them. You know, uh, there are times where you give kudos to teachers. This is one for healthcare professionals, 100%. nurses in particular that are out there yeah. in the front line. Because they're always also the ones who are a lot less paid than the doctors. And they're taking care of these patients yeah. on a regular basis. They're a lot basis. more one-on-one, yeah. 100%. So, so yeah, I wanted to say that. Another thing is is that I'm, 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 I'm uh, proud to say that the... The institute, the company that I work for, plus a lot of other companies that deal with healthcare information, are providing free resources for research, mm-hmm. uh, so man. that we can come up with something globally to be able to counter this. That's awesome, uh, whether it be a vaccine or something else. Awesome. That, uh, Helps. So that's really so cool. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, we touched on a bunch of facts. I'm sure you've done your your research. I've, yeah. I've kind of touched on on some of the things that I've been coming across too. Um, and I think you know, um, I'll start off with a couple of points, and then yeah, you please know, jump in wherever, and uh, we'll go from there. So, uh, it was reported first in Wuhan in China in December 2019, hence COVID-19. Yeah. And since then, spread globally, resulting in over 100,000, I think 150,000 cases now. Yeah, by now. But about 95,000 cases by March 5th, 2020. Um, just goes to show you, from March 5th to March 14th, it's gone up 50,000 cases globally. I I didn't even feel it was a threat. Until only maybe March. Like yeah. I heard about in Feb, Jan Feb, I thought it was one of those China things. Yeah. Like SARS. Yeah. Right? Or whatever that kind of was isolated in that area. Mm-hmm. Speaking about SARS, I think it's important to define this disease because it's important to, to differentiate. Yeah. Okay, there's a virus and then there's a disease. There's two mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. The virus itself is called SARS-CoV-2. Yeah. So it is a, it is, the virus itself is a SARS-based virus. Mm-hmm. The disease yeah. is COVID-19, which is... And, and then that's what's called coronavirus, right? Yeah. So just like HIV is the virus and AIDS is the disease, yeah. this is how it is. So just so you guys understand the terminology of it, mm-hmm. that's kind of the differentiator here. Exactly. Yeah. And coronaviruses are basically uh, given that name because they physically have a almost like a crown around them. Yes. And that's why it's called the corona. Corona means crown. And, yeah. And, and so that's why they've been given that name. Uh, coronaviruses are... Present and prevalent in many animals. Yes, they uh, pass from animal to animal. Rarely, uh, animal coronaviruses can infect people, and then it spreads between people. Yeah. So that's where the problem begins. Yes. Um, it's a beta coronavirus like MERS, COVID, and SARS. Yes. And all three viruses have their own uh, origins uh, in bats, actually. Yeah. Actually, is it MERS camels? 
in the Middle um, East. That's what I was reading. That Merce is really big in the Middle East, mainly from camels. It could be also bats yeah, in, the, I mean, in my, Asia. Yeah, uh, it depends. I mean, my, my facts here that I'm talking about are from CDC and WHO. Okay. But I do know you're right that the, 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 the Middle East uh, yeah. respiratory syndrome is prevalent in camels. I don't know if that's where it originated okay. from, though. That's Maybe not. The, that's the question. Because it, again, travels from animal to animal before yeah. it gets to, to humans. Yeah. Um, the, I think one thing that we need to understand that people, you know, um, have to have to be ready for is that these coronaviruses evolve. Yes. And one day they can be droplet based. The next day they can be airborne. That, that's, so yeah, that's what's we have to be very, you know, yeah. fluid in terms of how we but, avoid. What was interesting between the different sources I listened to, some are saying one thing, some are saying it, but they're all experts. I'll yeah. give you an example. So WHO report, the one that was from 16th to 24th of Feb, mm-hmm. consisted of 25 scientists that went to Wuhan, right, yeah. and then studied that. That's the main one they released. So I, I think they released updates, but this was a big 40-page document. Yeah, I remember In that, that one, so mm-hmm. up until Feb 24th, they were saying that it's transmitted via droplets and form fomites during close unprotected contact between infector and infectee, yeah. right? And it, according to them, airborne spread was not reported at that point. Mm-hmm. But then when I went to, when I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast where he had Michael Osterholm, which is an expert in infectious diseases and yeah. uh, epidemiology, yeah. he was saying it is airborne mm-hmm. and it's pr- transferred through breath. And he was saying this, or, but I think, I don't know if it was recorded and released the same day, maybe the week before. So you have two sources, one the WHO, then one a, you know, infectious, infectious disease expert mm-hmm. saying two different things. That's because nobody knows. No one knows. The fact of the matter is, is that we're learning as we go, yeah. just like this podcast. 100%. You know, so the, the, nobody really knows the entire nature of this coronavirus. And as it evol- evolves, we're going to find out more and more about different yeah. properties um, and how it's going to evolve to spread. Yeah. It's literally like, you know, an enemy finding strategies to... To spread mm. through humans, you know what I mean. So it's we have really, to keep really a, an open mind. Remember that movie, um, World War Z. Yeah. There's a part where there's this young guy who's a disease expert. He was talking about how Mother Nature will always find a way. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, I feel like we're living that statement. Yeah, one hundred percent. We're living that statement right now. And yeah, I mean, you know, the, so so to to keep on going on. Um, early on, many of the patients in the epicenter, the mm-hmm. Wuhan province in China. Um, you know, had come to a large seafood and live animal market, yeah. suggesting that the animal to person spread was from there. Yeah. Um, they're saying most likely bats. Yeah. That's according to them, is the most likely. Well, the origin, I think, is yeah. what they're saying is, 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 is bats. But the spread could be from bats to animals. Yeah. And then another too. animal, yeah. And because there's another uh, animal, it's, it's, I forget what it's called. Yeah, I know, so, I know exactly. It's Pendel. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. I forgot the name. It's a weird anteater looking yeah, animal. Yeah, exactly yeah. that one. Uh, They're saying that could be another one yeah. as well. Pangolin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. So um, we don't know 100%, but most likely that is the case. But I think the media um, reported on this particular coronavirus more than it did. Pangolin. Yeah. The so pangolin. you almost had, yeah. yeah exactly. P-A-N-G-O-L-I-N. They're saying this might be one of them. Yeah. So it's either the bat or the pangolin where it originated and then it kind of spread over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just talking about the media and how it's blown it out of proportion. And I think that's just a, a, st- a testament to the times, sure. a testament to what um, the internet, social media yeah. has grown to, you know. Um, and then that also brings in the whole thing that we're yeah. going to talk about later about misinformation yes. and uh, myths and issues yeah. that uh, come across. Awesome, man. Uh, great start off to that. Um, I'm going to touch a bit. I'm going to jump between many sources. Mm-hmm. 
One being uh, Michael Osterholm on Joe's podcast. One is Peter Atia, who's a doctor. Even though he says he's not an expert in this stuff, he has a, has a range of doctors around him, and they've been doing a lot of first-party research. Yeah. And, he's, and he's been actually awesome at dropping these six, seven-minute, nine-minute um, videos on Instagram, which are very informative, yeah. and obviously between the WHO report. So you, you touched perfectly on WHO. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do anything better there. Uh, in terms of Michael Osterholm, so according to him, we're, this thing is 10 to 15 times worse than flu. In terms of illness, which is a bit scary. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of Italy, what's going on in Italy, I think, is quite, it's a huge learning for the Western world. Yeah. Okay, one thing China did well is quickly start social isolations, yeah. quickly isolate people, and you can see the decrease in the infection rates per week. Yeah. It was around 2,000 plus per week, and it dropped around 400. Italy was not prepared. One thing Italy did, which we re- he talks about why Italy spread so quickly. One, there's a lot, there's a higher amount of older people in Italy. Yeah. And old people live with young people. They're a very close-knit culture where people, for example, don't leave home. They live all their lives with their grandparents, for example. Mm-hmm. So you're, you have a lot of that. And it's a huge smoking culture. Mm-hmm. All that together, all that kind of expedited the, the disease itself. Also, hospitals were very unprepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were almost at capacity before coronavirus hit. So usually, like let's say you have 20, 30 percent capacity, you have 70 percent open. They were it was reversed. They had 70 yeah. percent capacity. So coronavirus hit. They got full up really quickly. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is that the doctors and nurses are not being well taken care of. For example, the doctors and nurses who are already have coronavirus, if it's not severe, they're asked to keep working. Yeah. And that obviously increases spreads. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're only leaving a small amount of the hospital to non-coronavirus pa- patients, and those people are getting it now too. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened. And they were just very, very slow. You're right. And I think that's kind of what... Yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right. I think um, it came to a point in Italy where they were coming in, you know, 10, 10 patients were coming in at once. All the ICU beds were full. Yeah. And they had to basically choose who would be the best candidate to try to yeah. save here. You know, choose who, who to not let die. Exactly. Yeah. And they're bleaching uh, masks yeah. and, and equipment to be able to reuse them. And like you said, while these people that are helping are infected themselves. Yeah. So it's just, it, it's not the right model. No. China, you're right, was amazingly prepared and kept on doing it. You saw how they built that massive yeah. hospital within a few days. I think it's also cultural. The sense of urgency in the Chinese culture or the Asian culture in general, I feel is a lot more than European sure. culture where European cultures are a little bit more laid back. Sure. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's, I, it's I think of... what also helps uh, the Chinese uh, is the government. Mm. The government was quick because the decision comes from maybe one person. Yeah. While in the Western world, it's a more, you know, in a, in a democracy, you have many people, you have advisors, and they make a decision, then they have to sit with like, for example, minister of like, you know, media who then has to tell the media and so forth. While China, it's one word, one word you go, yeah. and everyone does it. And I think this is maybe one of the positives about that kind of governmental the, the stru- pro of a, an authoritarian yeah. government <laughs> that, that, that you can move much quicker than um, yeah. you know the democratic kind of uh, it's government. It's crazy. So I was listen- I was speaking to actually a, re- uh, a, a, a person that I know through yeah. family, uh, who's an epi- epidemiologist in, in okay, the states. Awesome. And he was telling us, a group of our family members um, that were interested, that basically what's happening is is you can not show symptoms and spread the virus yes. uh, for five days yeah. before you even start showing symptoms. Yeah. So Incubation time, period of four or five days. Exactly. So, so in the, by the time you're actually showing symptoms, you might have infected yeah. through a chain reaction 100%, yeah. 20, 30, 40 people. That, that's actually a great point you make. Because so, so when it comes to diseases, there's something called r naught. Mm-hmm. Which is R zero, but the zero obviously is not like nautical kind. Of, so mm-hmm. it's spelled R dash N A U G H T. Okay. This symbol of R zero 
is about the infection rates. Mm -hmm. So right now, the, coronavi the coronavirus uh, R-naught is at 3.25. Mm -hmm. That means for every one person infected, he, he or she can infect 3.25 people. Yeah. The average flu, the influenza is 1.3 R-naught, mm -hmm. almost one-to-one. -one. And that is what they're really worried about. Mm -hmm. Right now, the, the job right now is to try to decrease that are not as much as possible. Right. And so this rate of growth is what's scaring people. So so you imagine a graph, right? You have something called concavity, right? Mm -hmm. There's a downward concavity and then an upward concavity. Yeah. A downward concavity is somewhere it's like this. So it's increasing, but the, the ratio is decreasing. So it's like that shaped. Right. An upward concavity is like that shape. So it's increasing and it's exponential. Yeah. Right now in China, they've reached downward concavity. Okay. So even though there's more, there's, there's still new infections going on. It's just the rate of growth is lower. De decreasing. In again. the U.S. right now, it's an upwards concavity. Absolutely. And that's what they're very scared of right now in the U.S. because it's an exponential growth. Mm -hmm. Last week was 1,000. This week is 3,000. Well, China last week was 2,000. This week's 400. Yeah. So that's what they're really worried about, this infection, this R-naught, and specifically the rate of growth. And rightfully so. I yeah. mean, you know, you think of the U.S. as one of the most... Um, advanced medical systems in the world that are yeah. being prepared for anything that comes their way. But here is where you'll see that, you know? Yeah. Um, I have to say I'm very disappointed in the government's reactions. Yeah, uh, it was very slow. Uh, you know, uh, government has been terrible. You can just watch a few of uh, yeah. Trevor Noah's episodes and understand w what I'm talking about. Well, he went from last week or something saying he'll never be tested. Now he's saying yeah, he'll most probably will be tested. So, and they went from oh, it's not a problem. Now it's a national, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah, exactly. uh, epidemic or whatever pandemic. It's it's, it's sad. Uh, the the level of ignorance and the level of you know manipulation to to try to make everything about them, them and their party and, and how they're going to win. Yeah. I won't even say their party, just that group of people. Yeah. You know? Sad. Anyways, that's another topic to get into in yeah. another day. But for now, I mean, what you were talking about in terms of, of uh, graphs and information, yeah. um, the CDC released a number of graphs mm -hmm. not too long ago. I don't know if a lot of you viewers or no. listeners yeah. have seen it. I don't know if you've seen it. I mean, I'm not sure. I've seen some it. of the graphs they released. And Is so, it the one that's blue and orange? Yeah, no, I've seen the black yeah. background is yeah, yeah, yeah. orange. Yeah, so those show actually, just to calm the public down, mm. it shows a lot of what people may have thought, you know, um, inaccurately about the disease yes. and clarified a lot of facts. Um, so true, it's a massive issue. It's spreading at, at, at a rate that we can't even imagine. But at the same time, you know, the people that are most um, vulnerable to... Um, you know, a lethal outcome due to the disease or the virus are people that are over a certain age, people that have chronic diseases. Yeah. And um, I have to say, knock on wood, you know, kids are have been spared for the most That's part. what it seems. All the experts are saying it. For example, in the WHO report, um, they're saying that people under the age of 18, we're looking at low, under, under 3%, mm -hmm. 24 um, even uh, even what's called Michael Osterham was saying kids are not getting sick as often. He was saying two point one percent under nineteen, mm -hmm. so it seems under three percent for kids, which right. is which is actually really good. But you know what's funny? They really don't know why. Yeah, they no. don't know why. No. There's there's speculations right now. No one actually knows why kids exactly. are not getting sick. But isn't it crazy how nature works? Yeah, like you know, spare the youth. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get rid of this. Kill old people. You know, it's it's almost like population control. It, it does it does have that feeling, right? Because <laughs> right. you see it in the animal kingdom. Yeah. And it kind of, it kind of, it's it's really interesting. One thing that I really enjoyed about uh, Peter Atia, he was talking about the mechanism of transmission. Some mm -hmm. people are saying three meters, some people are saying five, some people are saying six meters. We're not still sure. Yeah. 
that's something we're still unsure about. So people who are talking about it does seem to survive on surfaces for a, for a long period of time. Yeah. Which is why we everyone is with hand sanitizers now. Mm -hmm. So it is ideally is don't touch surfaces because it might stay there for hours, right? Yeah, yeah. But the transmission, they're all they're all they're all all experts are saying that it's not like for example if you're across like a whole hallway mm -hmm. 10 20 30 meters away it's, uh, they're saying that it's probably not going to travel all that distance yeah. it's close proximity mm -hmm. under six meters right so that's yeah. that's why they're saying also do not be in a lot of crowds yeah. that's why concerts are being so that's that those are kind of yeah but that's such a big issue because yeah. six meters is, is is a is a pretty big distance sure when you're standing somewhere you know what I mean? Like you and I, we're not even a meter apart right now. Yeah, we're, right. Yeah. I mean, we know each other. We're comfortable. But when you're out in public, and if you're in countries where public transport is the main mode of transportation, mm, buses, like trains. North America, like Europe, um, or you're in a country like in Asia, India, and China, where just masses are very used to being close to each other, there's no sense of personal mm. space. It's almost impossible to control yeah, those really kind of spreads. That, that's what they're saying about China. They're a bit worried. Now they're doing this social isolation and it's decreasing. But eventually people cannot stay at home forever. No. One month, two months, three months. Yeah. Eventually people are going to go back out there. They're saying that at that point it might spike back up again. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're a bit worried. Yeah. So even the social isolation, I think it's just about buying us time. Mm -hmm. It's not It's not going to be, a. Per, it's obviously not a permanent solution. No. No one can just stay at home and do nothing. Yeah. No, no the, 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 the senior gentleman in China who um, was a spokesman or, or was uh, someone that was uh, very qualified that dealt with SARS earlier, I forget his name, uh, recently said that I think that he thinks that the global peak is going to be around June. Yeah. Uh, and then it's going to start decreasing or pre-June and then by June yeah, like May, start, June. you know, being able to control the virus. I think temperature is one of the key factors. Yeah, they're saying, but again... We don't Nobody know. Knows. Exactly. It's, they can adapt and evolve to yeah, be able like, to survive. We hope. We hope the heat yeah. will kill it because then people like us in the Middle East, you see who gets really hot in summer, yeah. will feel a lot more comfortable, yeah. but we really don't know. Exactly. One milestone that we hit yesterday, which is a fact, a sad, tragic milestone, is 5,000 people have lost their lives globally now. Yeah. Reported. Yeah. Right? It could be a lot more. It could no. be over double. But as of now, what we know is 5,000 people. That's an interesting point because um, Peter Atia was talking about something called case fatality rates. So there's actually real, there's real fatality rates and case fatality rates. Right now, for example, always case fatality rates, the ones you hear in the news and reports, are always overinflated. Why are they always over, especially with something like this? Yeah. Because... It takes basically people who died over all the people who get it. Mm -hmm. Now, it seems there's a, because because 70 to 78% of people who get it, get it as mild flu symptoms. Yeah. And most of the time, you're not probably going to get tested for that. Right. You'll be at home, you'll isolate yourself, you'll take, you know, you'll take your, 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 your fever medication, your cough syrups, and you'll get over it yeah. within a week or two, and you'll never report it. So there's a, there's might be tens of thousands of people, maybe even hundreds, we don't know, mm -hmm. that are just dealing with on their own. Some people get it and don't even know they have it. Yeah. Some people are getting it thinking it's the flu and they get over it themselves. So these people are not counted. So there's always a case fatality rate is going to be a lot higher than reality. So for example, Italy is at 7 to 10% the case mm -hmm. fatality rate. But it's probably a lot less because there's probably thousand people who are getting More it. Are getting For example, I could have got it last covered. week. Yeah, I could have got it last week and got over it like yeah. the flu. Yeah. And now and, and then I'm good. Yeah. And I never even knew I had it. You're right. I think all statistics need to be taken by with a grain of salt. Sure. You know? Um, there's no way to, to have a closed group yeah. to be able to, to do that kind of a, a stat and be accurate about yeah. it. So I was reading yesterday's remarks from the um, Director General of the World Health Organization, yep. posted on the 13th of March. And uh, 
you know, he starts off very interestingly, everybody should check this out, by talking about how there are so many other diseases in the world. Now, this is a major factor. Sure. But don't forget that people still need, you know, emergency care for cancer, diabetes, HIV, malaria, all Ebola, these Ebola, all these other, yeah, for you sure. Know, that's out no, there. That's a good point. can't say. forget everything. Yeah, we, 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 have, a, we have a tendency to kind of... Get diverted, that, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And another thing he talks about is what I started this discussion with, which is his respect for all the healthcare professionals. Then he goes to the the, the, the stats that he has yesterday, 132,000, 132,000 cases worldwide in 123 countries and territories. 5,000 people lost their lives tragically. And then he talks about how he's very impressed with the World Health Organization. Obviously, he's, he's, he's for sure. Uh, they came up with a, an eight-pillar system mm. to be able to monitor... Um, uh, or to be able to give guidelines to countries to be able to con- you know control it. And these guidelines, um, if I can quickly touch on the eight, are basically this: that operations support and logistics, country level coordination, planning and monitoring, risk communication and community engagement, surveillance, rapid response and case in- investigation, points of entry, national labs, infection prevention and control, and case yeah. management. So. If you if countries are managing all these together, I think they have a better chance of. Coming. Yeah, one thing because uh, I think we're running out of time. Let's yeah. wrap it up. One thing we have to take into account is that uh, it's quite obvious that the world was not ready for a pandemic. We talk <laughs> okay. about how we thought we were ready, but we were very far from actually being ready. Yeah. A big point we have to look into that all our major hospital care equipment are all made in one or two countries. For example, all IV bags are made in Puerto Rico. So in Puerto Rico, for example, had a hurricane. We had a huge shortage mm. around the world. They make 85% of all IV bags around the world. China is responsible for making all the masks, mm. the gloves, mm. right? So when China gets hit, there's shortages of these things. So I think the world was not even ready on pure, you know, um, equipment. And I think yeah. that's something that's going to teach us supply, teach us a lot. One other thing I want to touch about is something called an ACE2 receptor. Mm-hmm. So it seems that people with higher ACE2 receptors are at risk. You might get it genetically. We don't know what it is, but it seems... The virus is gaining access into humans by latching on to the ACE2 receptor. Mm-hmm. This receptor basically lets basically lets this virus kind of copy itself and then split and then multiply and multiply. So some people who have low ACE2 receptors genetically, right. a lot more safer. Yeah, which was quite interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so human being is a is a is a, yeah. is, a is an amazing so, uh, being. So um, those eight pillars, I think, are, are key for any government to be able to. Yeah. To manage uh, their spread, and uh, you know, he goes on to say that uh, it's not just, um, you know, not just testing alone, not contact tracing alone, not quarantining alone, not social distancing alone, but all of it. Yeah. And governments that are willing and prepared to do that um, are going to be the ones with the least amount of, of uh, spread and damage. So this episode is going to be focused on facts. Let's maybe debunk. I don't want to get into the conspiracy theory stuff because part three. Mm. But maybe we'll debunk some things that people are misinformed about. Sure. One thing I want to tell people is a lot of people talk about vitamin C and stuff. Right now, there's no evidence. Obviously, it's good to have vitamin C in yeah, general. Good to have the vitamin D and stuff like that. But so far, like people who are going crazy on it, no actual evidence of it. Mm-hmm. Um, other things, the mask. Mm-hmm. So actually, uh, when Michael Osterham was talking on Joe Rogan and, and many other people are saying the masks could actually harm you in a way. Mm-hmm. If you're fine. So you always ask yourself two questions. Am I at risk? Do, um, am I at risk or living with someone at risk? If the answer is no, that's great. Number two is am I in an area where there's outbreaks are being reported, like a direct area? If both of them are no, you're probably overall fine. 
Just yeah. be good precautions. The mask is more about for I think is more useful for people who are infected. Exactly to for, spread, right? Exactly. So the people it. who are not infected, when you wear a mask, especially the N95, mm -hmm. you're you're actually overworking your lungs. Yeah. And when over time, especially if you wear it every day, eight hours a day, nine hours a day regularly, your lungs are gonna be overworked. Yeah. And then you're actually gonna start having respiratory problems, mm -hmm. which might actually help the disease get to you. So you have to be conscious about this. You, yeah. yeah. So you have to be conscious about these things. Mm -hmm. Is where, fine if you're in an area where you feel everyone around you and you really don't want to enter it. Fine. But if you're just day by day, I don't think the mask is is going to help you really. I agree. It's probably going to. It's probably probably counterproductive. Yeah. You know what I did in the beginning of this whole thing yeah. is I did buy a, a box of N95 masks before it was spiked. Yeah. Okay. And. Um, <clears throat> Because my wife was really paranoid, sure. so you know we, we kind of it's, went that route. It looks good to have in yeah, case, like exactly. if you have to travel. Like, like the way I think about it this way, if I'm gonna have to, if I know I'm going somewhere and I'm and I know there's gonna be infections there, I'll take the. I'll even wear gloves. Yeah, I even gave one to my mom yeah. last night. She flew back to Canada. Yeah, just yeah. from here. Yeah, I mean, there's no real particular risk, but at the same time, I said, you know what, mom, take this with you. If you feel the need for it, it's with you. Sure. I've given it to you. It's up to you if you want to use it or not, but don't keep it on all the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. The masks, I think, are particularly useful um, in terms of the, the person, the infected person spreading it to yeah. others. So you're saying the mask is really, really more useful for the person who's a healthcare worker. <coughs> Excuse me. Speaking <laughs> about masks. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's more useful for those kind of people. Yeah. yeah and, and right now there's a shortage. I know that 3M, for example, has upped their, their product, their production of it. And they're making, and they're not increasing the price, yeah. which is really great. But obviously, there are people who are really abusing this situation. That's something we have to talk about. We'll talk about in part two, yeah. yeah. So we'll leave sure. that for then. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's basically um, with every virus, the idea is find, isolate, test, treat every case and break the chain of transmission. Yeah. Yeah. So these, um, you know, uh, particular facts are, are the best yeah. uh, in terms of uh, curbing it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, I think uh, another uh very important fact is um, what this the stats of this um, virus you know as not obviously later when it evolves to something else but right now as it stands are compared to something like for example MERS mm. or or SARS SARS has taken a lot more lives yes if you look at it, it SARS was uh, higher in terms of the infection rate too so you know, in percentages, we're still not there. So no. Panic needs to be calm. And, yeah. You know, calm down a bit. One know. thing about SARS actually was was SARS was living outside of the human body for days. Mm -hmm. We're still unsure about the COVID nineteen. Mm -hmm. We're just not sure. It might be days. It might be less than days. In terms of living outside the host body. Right. And that was also what made SARS particularly dangerous. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, one people who are probably more at risk, just so you guys know, mm -hmm. smokers. Yeah. So if you're smoking, try not to. Absolutely. People who have smoked, so that's me and you. <laughs> uh, but good thing that we we've stopped. Yeah. Uh, diabetics, type type uh, type one, type two diabetics. Mm -hmm. People over seventy. Yeah. But I think if you're healthy over seventy, I think you're overall pretty good. Just. Yeah. But especially if you're like, you know, they haven't been the best of health and you're over seventy, be careful. High yeah. blood pressure. Yeah. That's people mean. at risk. People who have again, like I said, the the low a lot of ACE two receptors that you can't really test for that. It's, yeah. You can't no really way test to really tell, is Unless it? you do it, I don't know, some genetic test. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So obviously, then healthcare workers are the most at risk. Yeah, of course. Uh, so that's 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 basically it. But if you're, let's say, you're young in your thirties, mm -hmm. you live a relatively healthy lifestyle. You're, you're, you should be, don't over panic. Yeah. Even if you get it, 
your, your probability is on your side. We're talking about 70 to 80% mm. of the cases of people that age, 30, 40, whatever, even the 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, are mild symptoms. Mm. You might get a flu, get a fever, get a cough. Don't over panic. They're actually saying it might be best just to stay at home. Don't even come to the hospital because hospitals, you might infect more people. Yeah. And people are there with low immunity. Or you might, and you might not have it. You might have had a flu and then pick it up on, in the hospital. Yeah. So if you if you just have the basic flu symptoms, just isolate yourself at home. Take take the cough medication, something like that. Exactly. And I, you should be bouncing. You should be fine in a week or two. Mm-hmm. Do, do you find anything? I have yet to find anything research, anything tangible, is that if we get it mm-hmm. and get over it, Will we never be able to get it again? Will we have the antibodies? I've been looking for that too. I can't and find it. I don't it. think we know yet. Okay, I don't think we know yet. What I what I did uh, learn from that uh, epidemiologist that I spoke to from the states <clears throat> was that he said that most likely what will happen is somebody will get it in three phases. Okay. So you get it, uh, and you'll have regular flu symptoms, and then you'll feel like you're getting better. Okay. And then it gets worse, and then okay. the second phase. You'll feel a lot heavier in the head. You'll you'll feel a fever, you know, like pneumonia, pneumonia like. Uh, yeah, it's almost at the pneumonia level. Yeah. Um, and then the third phase is where it's like you're breathing with one lung. You can barely okay. breathe. You get up and you're out of breath, and you're. That's where it can turn into a lethal situation. Yeah, but most people are stay at phase one, right? Well, the, 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 as per that's what they're calling mild. Based, yeah, based on the mild, yeah. uh, the spike in mild yeah. cases. 70, 78%. But um, in, in every case, what I found was interesting was is the, the people feel like they're getting better between each phase mm. of the three phases. So it's very um, almost uh, deceiving in the yeah. sense that, you're, you know, if you're staying home from work and you didn't know, you, you got a flu, you're like, yeah, okay, I'm better now. And then you go back to work for one day and all of a sudden you're, yeah. Hit again at the, at the second stage or phase, and then it's just massively, you know, um, uh, difficult um, yeah. on you, and then you've already spread it to so many others. Yeah. So it's 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 uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So I was actually reading about what airlines are doing. I'm actually kind of impressed, and I hope that mm-hmm. what they're doing. Is, so, for example, locally, because mm-hmm. those are the ones that we're, 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 we see, Emirates, Etihad, um, Air Arabia, for example, they've upped the way they clean planes. Yeah. So, for example, the smaller planes, for example, are getting a 16-person team that do an hour of cleaning. Yeah. And then the A380 and the big planes get 36-person team yeah. do that. And if any plane, for example, had or suspected to have had someone COVID-19, they do a 10-hour cleaning, 8- mm-hmm. to 10-hour cleaning. They've actually upped the filters in their AC because yeah. it's all recycled. They're worried about it. So it's, it, it does seem that air travel is being taken care of seriously. And it needs to be. Yeah, 100%. They're closed in a plane. Well, they're also losing, if, if from a pure business side, we'll talk about it, they're losing money, so they have to. Yeah. One thing that's not very good, and that's why, and I think it's, it's what we say is cruise ships. Mm. Cruise ships are hor- doing a horrendous job. One, I didn't know this until I learned it, is that I didn't know that all the air in the cruise ships are complete. I thought they actually have like proper generators. They're all recycled. Mm. And they're recycled without proper filters. That's why you always hear about these outbreaks on cruise ships. I always wondered why. Why are always people getting sick on cruise ships? It's mainly because of the air. Right. And what happened, there was a couple of cruise ships that hit, that hit it. And they're doing the worst thing. Instead of getting the people off the ships, yeah. they're leaving people. They're quarantining people on the ships. So even if you get, let's say it's 1,000 people, two people have it, they quarantine the whole ship. Yeah. All you're doing, those people are breathing to the air conditioning and they're getting recycled people who don't have it, exactly. and then more and more people are getting it. They should have got people right off. Mm-hmm. So you're, even if you're in, a, in a, an enclosed compartment, yeah. you're still breathing the same air as the person yeah. in the third so compartment. So even let's say even for infections, four percent, you're constantly breathing it. So even if it's four percent, it's four percent this day, next day, and next day, and then yeah. eventually you're going to get it. Yeah, isn't so that ship? What's it called? Emperor Princess? Yes, yeah, like that. What it's called? Um, Six hundred and something cases. Yeah. 
Unbelievable. So if you take that over the population of the, of the ship, yeah. we're, we're, we're over 50%. Yeah, the CDC uh, or, or WHO uh, monitoring or the World Monitor Program shows <clears throat> like nation, China, Italy, Iran, uh, US, whatever other countries. I don't even know if US yeah. is up there. And then all it of a sudden it's the emperor ship. princess or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's a cruise ship. You know, <laughs> so well, fine enough, crazy. you mentioned Iran. I want to talk about Iran. <clears throat> Um, equipped, huh? uh, it, the numbers are still not out there, but uh, it seems really bad. Yeah. Um, obviously, one, you have ignorance. And, um, for example, you have the, the supreme leader, Ayatollah Khamenei. He basically said, don't worry. It's not important. We'll get through it. Let's not exaggerate it. It won't affect our country for long. That's the wrong way of thinking. Are they using the fold of religion on yes. that? That's well, because there, there was actually, I forgot his name. There was one um, mullah in Iran who mm. said this disease was to eradicate the Chinese for their <laughs> sins. And then he got it. So that's, there's oh. some karma there. But uh, that's, that's a serious... part three. We yeah, have to talk about talk all about. those myths. But one thing would be because there is a, a shrine in Iran. Mm. It's a holy center. It's called the Hazrat Masume Shrine. Mm. Shrine is visited yearly by millions of Shia Muslims. Mm. They're not stopping it. So we're talking about millions of people congregating in one spot. You, you That's that. very, very scary. That's one thing I have to commend um, or give kudos to the Saudi government yes. is that they stopped. And, the pilgrimages. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, that's never happened in history no. before. Um, I don't know if they completely stopped it. There was, there was news that they were it was, they were still allowing it in, in, you know, a more bordered area. Sure. But regardless, they've done something. They disinfected the area, the what they call the mataf, the area that they do the tawaf in, or the, the circles around uh, the Kaaba. Um, and what else I saw yesterday was is they actually changed the call for prayer in Kuwait. Okay, I see Okay, that. so apparently um, there is, you know, some sort of... Uh, um, a saying of the prophet from the past yeah. that says that in cases of storms or you know mm. epidemics or pandemics, uh, you can call uh, people to stay at home to pray as opposed to come to the mosque. That's really that's really smart. That's good. Yeah. You know that's smart. Um, one interesting development that happened yesterday or the day before was Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Of his wife, Canada, was yeah. his wife was uh, tested positive. Yeah. She was in the UK delivering a speech, I think. And uh, she came back and had flu symptoms. Yeah. And now he's in self-isolation. It goes to show that it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what, what you're um, dealing with. At the end of the day, anybody is susceptible to this yes. to this uh, disease, and it can happen. Definitely. Anyway. I want to keep. I want to talk about Iran some more because it's, it's yeah, really yeah. scaring Sorry, me. Uh, watching out. the footage, yeah. Yeah. people are only wearing surgical masks. I want everyone to know that surgical mask, it does absolutely nothing. nothing right? The only reason pe surgeons wear that during surgery, mm. they don't want to cough. For example, if you're doing open heart surgery, you don't want your phlegm or cough to go into that open wound. Yeah. And so that's why they wear it. Right. Because um, it, it's open on the sides. It doesn't have proper. So people, I see them all the time here, by the way, mm. in the in the train stations and walking around surgical masks. Guys, the surgical mask does absolutely nothing. Yeah. It's actually easier. It's actually the same thing as not wearing it. Mm -hmm. It does nothing, right? Unless you're wearing N95, it's not gonna not gonna work. So right. let's let's stop that. But we're seeing footage in Iran; they're all wearing that. No one's wearing N95, so they're kind of kidding themselves. Yeah. One thing I saw, and I don't know the legitimacy about this, but it was on CNN, mm -hmm. was footage of mass graves in Al Qum, mm -hmm. which is this holy sh shrine. They've been digging mass graves, which is very scary. Mm -hmm. Supposedly to dump bodies in it. Oh, there was also footage again on CNN or and BBC of of video footage of. This like warehouse and just all these body bags, mm -hmm. hundreds of body bags, and it seems they're keeping it to be tested. Mm -hmm. 
and that's what's going on in Iran. It's very, very scary. And the fact that they have not canceled religious, religious they're predicting their their predictions about Iran are eighty to one hundred percent of the population will get it, which wow. is very scary. I'm glad the UAE and other GC countries have stopped the flights. Yeah. Lebanon, sadly, my home country, only recently stopped the flights mm -hmm. before, and then we and there obviously there's a close ties in Iran and Lebanon, mm -hmm. and I'm worried about the maybe the thousands of Iranians went to Lebanon. I'm very worried about that situation. Obviously, my parents are there, and they're all and they're both over seventy, mm -hmm. so I'm keeping an eye out. But that's what's going on in Iran, and I think Iran is probably going to be. From what, what I'm seeing, and nothing's changing, it might be the worst country of all. Mm. Yeah, that's Man, really, really scary. It's, it's sad to hear. Yeah. I also want to make it clear to our, our listeners and viewers that you know we're not targeting any no, we're not. nation. I'm just giving facts of what facts. I'm reading. These are what's out there and, and have been actually verified. So if if a country is not doing its its best to try to contain a disease, then we were going to call it out. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Not, you know, I have a lot of Persian friends. Stuff. I'm, not, I'm not trying to make you guys feel targeted. Yeah. This is just what the news is saying. And again, news can be debunked. I can be debunked. But this is just what's being said. But I've seen footage in Iran, and and there's a lot of quotes out there from the supreme leader. And it's just I I really hope they start taking it seriously because I, I don't I don't care about religion or politics any of that yeah. i care about the people yeah. and if they're not taking it seriously then people are going to die yeah and i don't i don't care what religion or politi political group you're in that's not good mm -hmm. right no one wants death exactly so i really hope these countries take it more seriously the uae has been doing some good job even though i was looking at it in terms of Mar between march 3rd and march 5th mm -hmm. in those two days they looked at the top countries belgium was number one mm -hmm. uae was number three in terms of growth just in between those two days Okay. In, of new rates. New rates. Yeah. Uh, so, but I know the UAE has taken a lot of strong precautions. <clears throat> mm -hmm. They've isolating all the cases to one hospital instead of spreading it out. Yeah. Uh, obviously, banning of a lot of flights, which was super important, and stopping schools. Yeah, stopping schools, social isolation. A yeah. lot of companies are are now being told to work from home. Mm -hmm. So I think this is going to help, and I think they're they're doing a, a strong. I think hopefully, uh, what I'm saying, they're doing a legitimate effort to, yeah. to, to curb it. Without naming any names, jumping to the United States, yeah. you know how they've stopped all these professional leagues. Yes, you know? the NBA, yes. the NHL, NFL. I'm not sure of, but no, no, uh, but I know the NBA for for yeah. a fact. So, I saw a video of an NBA player. I saw that who was joking. I forgot his at name. A press though. conference. Me too. I'm not even going to name him. At a press conference. And he's acting like he's touching all these mics and then all of a sudden gets up and goes and then he gets infected. Yeah. I he, mean, he released an apology. No time. He released an apology, but that's not funny, man. Oh, there's no time to be joking that's around not funny, about that man. stuff. Like, People especially, are fighting for their lives. So he probably had it when he touched the mics because it stays dormant. I don't, yeah, perhaps. It says, You're right. I guess he didn't way, know it, but he they're, had they're it. Staying, yeah. So you can, you can have up to two weeks and mm -hmm. now sometimes they're saying 37 days. So he, he probably had it. Mm. So now I really, hope, I really hope that anyone touched the mics or put their mouth in the mic, didn't get it. Because yeah. then that's on him. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Seriously. When uh, I, I pulled up those graphs that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And so people with existing conditions, serious ailments who die, right? 10.5%. This is as of 9th of March. Okay. Okay. 10.5% 10 10 of uh, people that died are cardiovascular disease patients. 7.3% mm -hmm. uh, are diabetes. 6.3% are chronic respiratory disease, okay. COPD or whatever. Um, six percent have abnormally high blood pressure, five point six with cancer, and it's crazy to me that cancer was on the being lower such end. an immunocompromised was on the lower end. Was on the lower end. That's not, yeah. That's amazing. Perhaps it's because of just the spread and Maybe. how many more people have blood pressure or heart yeah. disease than cancer, right? So that's probably the, the why. And then no existing conditions was zero point nine percent. Yeah. This is like. Five days ago. Yeah. So, so ideally, is if you're healthy, exactly. if you're healthy, even if you're older, yeah. 
your, the chances of you getting are low. So the probabilities are in our favor. Yeah. Hopefully they don't skew higher. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and and yeah, one please. last thing I want to touch on is, okay, so mentions in the media. Okay. okay. SARS, 56.2 million. Uh, in, all, in, all, in all time? Yeah. Okay. HIV, 40 million. This is all time. Since like, or, or do you know the... the Google the News is a source. Yeah. I don't know exactly what, okay. what period of time this is talking about. But let's just take it with a grain of salt and say, you know... From X to X. Okay, fine. And and this is, let's just say that these um, these diseases were out there for that period of time. Sure. Fifty six point two million for SARS, forty million for HIV, twenty three point two million for MERS, eleven point one million for Ebola, five point nine million for malaria, five million for pneumonia, and then the list goes on. One point one billion wow. for coronavirus, yeah. and it's only been what a couple months. Yeah. So the media is blowing this out of proportion, but at the same time, if you take it, you know, constructively, it's for information sure. purposes, right? It's to keep people yeah. aware. And, and so I, w- I want people because because right, I'm getting so many people contact me because they know I'm actually a lot of people because they were asking me questions because I was telling them I'm recording a podcast, doing a lot of research, and the amount of misinformation is massive. The amount of people getting their sources from Facebook yeah. or WhatsApp groups mm-hmm. or, or whatever is massive. Where can let's tell people if you got if they want to learn, mm-hmm. where can they go? I would say the World Health Organization's website, yeah. the CDC. Uh, the Lancet is a journal. Um, there's a lot of other yeah. very, uh, you know, uh, qualified peer-reviewed yeah. journals that publish yeah. um, verified information and peer-reviewed yeah. information, evidence-based information. Sure. Now, if you want to follow specific individuals and mm-hmm. you feel you can trust them, there's there's some I like listening to. So, um, Michael Osterholm on on Joe Grant seems legit. Yeah, I feel he he is he is a bit morbid. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if he's overly morbid because when you, I think when you're in that field and you see all the horrific things, maybe you come more negative. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but he seemed legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Tim Ferriss, who is a very smart person, and he releases a weekly newsletter. He's been watching it very carefully. Mm-hmm. He actually also created a curated Twitter list of all the mm-hmm. tweets that he feels are valuable. Mm-hmm. You guys can look at that. And you have Peter Atia, who's a doctor in the U.S. Um, even though he's not his expertise, he's done a very um, strong job of working with first-party information. Yeah. Um, and talk to people. So that's, if you guys want to choose instead of an organization you want to follow specific people, these are probably people I would feel have the highest chance of being accurate versus others who are not. Yeah. One other uh, podcast that I would hi- what I would recommend, which is to the point, facts versus fiction. Yeah. And um, he's very articulate in the way he puts things yeah. um, and doesn't take sides. Is Dr. Sanjay Gupta from okay. CNN. He has one called Coronavirus, Facts versus Fiction with Dr. Sanjay yeah. Gupta. That's a good one to check out as well, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, also, just to clarify again, Michael Osterholm, he was also promoting his book, mm-hmm. which might make him a bit more biased to make it more morbid to sell more copies. So yeah. just take that as, you know what I mean? I don't think he was making anything up, mm-hmm. but obviously I think he probably, you know, I, th- I, I felt he was maybe overly morbid. Yeah. Maybe that's just his personality. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's. I think that'll be good. This is a bit longer than usual, guys. I think mm-hmm. we're at around 50 minutes, mm-hmm. but we wanted to make sure that we pass all the facts we found. We tried to go to the sources we feel were legitimate versus the sources we were not. Yeah. So please do. If you feel that we said something that was wrong or might be, maybe be proven long later on, please let us know. We'll go back and correct it. Yeah. It's about learning and it's about sharing our thoughts and what we have found. So this is part one. So I'd like to add a point. No, I just wanted to say, man, everybody needs to, to take their own precautions. For you sure. know, you have everyone has family members or people that they know or love that are older or in the, the more vulnerable group of, of, uh, of uh, you know, prospective patients. Um, so do your part. Keep, yeah. keep do your clean. Part. 
stay away, try to, to, to socially isolate. Yeah. Um, you know, make sure you're, you're cleaning, uh, make sure you're teaching the youth, your children or any other kids around you, um, how to properly hand wash, yeah. you know, how to, um, sanitize and the benefits. I mean, you're not trying to make germaphobes out of kids. No, you're we're just not. trying to keep them safe. That's it. I'm, I'm hope I'm trying to be, I always like to try to pull like some positives out of every situation. Maybe um, the way I look at it, I'm going to take it from my personal point of view is uh, hopefully this lets people understand that in more pandemics in the future, we need to be more prepared. Maybe this is a wake up call to humanity. Yeah. And I hope we can now take the steps to to mitigate any kind of these things in the future because one day we might get a disease mm-hmm. that is worse than, the, worse than the Spanish flu or like the bubonic plague. Yeah. This Maybe it's not this time, mm-hmm. but maybe the next one is or the one after that. So maybe this is a wake up call to all humanity. Yeah. So that might be a pause about that. It's not a task. It's it's an opportunity. Yeah. Think about 100%. it. Uh, businesses can now open up and profit from helping mankind yeah. in dealing with these epidemics or pandemics. Another one is, I would say, is I think organizations are probably going to see the positive uh, outcomes of letting people work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, Distance this will learning. Yeah. Hopefully, this will actually change. Uh, there may, there's been many countries and companies in the world for a while now have been doing like less shorter working hours or or, or less working days or working from home. But I think the impact maybe will show other companies that, you know what, maybe, maybe people who work from home can still generate ROI. Mm-hmm. And we, won't, we don't have to stick to this rigid yeah. uh, work culture we've had for beginning of time. So maybe that's a positive. Mm-hmm. It brings families together too. Yeah. Think about yeah. it. Think about how and much more time exactly. people are going to be spending with and their I think wives general hygiene. Husbands. I think general hygiene. Yeah. Right. Um, I think in general, I think we just all need to be just more you know, clean yeah. and more healthier. So I think this is maybe a wake-up call for all of us on all these points. That's how I'm trying to take it. Uh, I hope it doesn't get worse. And I hope everyone out there, please do the do the due diligence. Don't spread fake information. If you see something on Facebook, yes. don't go tell your mom about it or your brother or your friend because you might be spreading wrong Verify information. It. Verify it. Make it's sure okay. you know where the so source quick is. Quick Google search. Yeah. All right. And then I think it could really help. 100%. Listen to experts. If you don't want to listen to us, go listen to experts. Just, I think just do the due diligence and I think we can all... You know, be survive. safer and happier and survive. <laughs> anyway, guys, this was part one. Mm-hmm. We're now going to, uh, now the next episode will be part two. Mm-hmm. We're going to focus on more business side of things, the businesses that were impacted, businesses that profited, um, economy. economy. So that's a bit more on business side. So if you got to listen to that, please do. And then part three will be focused on the conspiracy theories. Let's kind of debunk or talk about, or even agree if we do, with some of the theories out there. And that's it, guys. This is The Tangent. I'm Digital Who's. He's Yas. Please mm-hmm. subscribe. Check us out on Instagram. And on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Make sure to subscribe, drop us some feedback, and be safe, everyone. Every generation is moving, is progressing. They want to uh, do something other than what has already been done.